Chapter One of Saint Charles Borromeo: A Sketch of the Reforming Cardinal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Saint Charles Borromeo: A Sketch of the Reforming Cardinal by Louise M. Stackpole. Chapter One: The Brightness of God. And the brightness of God shone round about them. On the night of October 2nd, 1538, the inhabitants of Arona were dazzled by the rays of a brilliant light shaped like a rainbow. This strange phenomenon flashed through the sky, passing from west to east, shining over the tower where the sentinels were on guard, and finally resting over the room of the Rocca de Arona, in which Margaret Borromeo lay awaiting the birth of her child. And while the celestial splendor shone over and around her, Charles Borromeo was born. In this wonderful way it pleased heaven to announce to the world the advent of a great reformer and a glorious saint. It looked as though God wished from the very moment of his entrance into life to make known that he would in future days be a burning and a shining light. At his canonization persons said that they had witnessed this marvel. The Rocca de Arona no longer exists. In 1800 Napoleon Bonaparte commanded that it should be destroyed, and at the present day one sees only ruined walls. But from the stones and debris, some pious people erected a little chapel in honor of St. Charles. Antiquaries tell us that it is on the site of the room in which he was born, and which was, with charming aptness, styled the Room of the Three Lakes, because from each of its three windows a different view was obtained of the lovely Log Maggiore. Besides this little oratory, towers the colossal statue in bronze of our saint, that stupendous figure that dominates the country for miles, and which one can see almost from the moment the steamer leaves the enchanting island of Isola Madre, until we land at the pretty quay of Arona. From there it is but a short drive, a distance of only two and a half or three miles. It is, however, a dreadfully hot ride on a sultry day, for there is but little shade, and an Italian sun, though glorious and brilliant, is at noonday, and for some hours after, just a trifle too glorious and brilliant. The best time to visit the ruins of the Rocca, the statue, and the chapel, is in the early morning, for not only is it pleasanter, it is also more conductive to devotion, for one may be fortunate enough to assist at Holy Mass in the little oratory hallowed by so many pious memories. Priests traveling either for amusement or business generally make a point of spending a night at Arena, and offering up the holy sacrifice on the following morning in this blessed spot. At the time of the birth of Charles, the church was in a most deplorable state. Never was there such pressing need of an orthodox reformer. Luther had started his so-called reformation twenty-one years previously, and he and his followers, under the semblance of piety and zeal, had brought devastation into the fold, and had led astray and ruined many. Their heresies and false doctrines had caused the very names of Reformer and Reformation to be regarded with fear and horror by all good Catholics. But now the acceptable time had arrived, the day of salvation was at hand, when a new era was to give fresh life and vigor to the true Church, and Charles Borromeo was predestined from the moment of his birth to become the champion of the faith, the defender of the liberties of Holy Church, and the reformer of the many laxities and evils that had crept in during the sensuous, beauty-worshipping period of the Renaissance. In a word, he was, like John the Baptist, to give knowledge of salvation to his people, unto the remission of their sins. 
to enlighten them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to direct our feet into the way of peace. Charles spent the days of his childhood at the old Rocca de Arona with his father, Count Gilbert Borromeo, and his mother, Countess Margaret Nita Medici, the sister of Cardinal John de Medici, who, when our saint was twenty-two, was elected Pope and took the name of Pius the Fourth. When Charles was only twelve, another uncle of his, Count Cesare Borromeo, resigned the Abbey of San Graziano at San Felino. It was a family living. Consequently, Count Gilbert immediately conferred it and its enormous revenues on his young son. Charles had not shown any very remarkable predilection for the ecclesiastical state, but in those days laymen could be titular abbots, and even be created cardinals. So, although the twelve-year-old boy was now a mitred abbot, it did not follow that he would ever be ordained. Nevertheless, from the moment of his becoming head of a great monastery, he cherished the hope of one day being, not only in name, but in fact, a priest of the Most High. From the first he showed a nobility of soul and generosity of heart quite wonderful in so young a lad. He begged his father to allow him to give his large revenues to the poor. Count Gilbert, who was a just and pious man, agreed, pleased to see his son show so much virtue. Charles was delighted and dispensed almost all his income in the relief of the poor and afflicted. It is a curious fact that when his father borrowed money from him, Count Gilbert was often hard up. Charles kept a strict account of the sums lent, and insisted they should be repaid, so resolved was he that not a penny of church property should be appropriated by his family. He reserved a very small sum for his own wants, only what was barely necessary to support him and supply him with books and clothes. Thus early in life he displayed that extraordinary exactitude and extreme conscientiousness that he afterwards carried almost too far, but which enabled him successfully to achieve numerous reforms. Countess Margaret was a devoted wife and mother. She and Gilbert lived happily together for several years, and she died when Charles was ten years old, leaving six children to mourn her loss. Count Gilbert was warmly attached to her, and for a time sincerely grieved for her. However, he soon married again, and a few years later, shortly after the death of his second wife, took unto himself a third helpmate. In the meantime, Charles went to Milan to study the humanities. There he took up his residence in the beautiful old palace of the Borromei. It is a splendid building, one of the few still remaining, that showed domestic Gothic architecture at its best. One of the heraldic devices of the house is carved over the portico, a camel in a basket, the crest from which they take their name, Borromeo, Buon Romeo, signifying the good pilgrim and his great patience. Another, the bit, is molded beneath the windows, and their famous motto, Humilitas, surmounted by a crown, is frequently repeated in the fresco decoration of the walls. In this ancient home of his race, ancient even in the sixteenth century, the boy Charles Borromeo advanced in wisdom and age and grace with God and men. He was not a brilliant student, but he was conscientious and hard-working, and while he slowly and painfully imbibed the learning of Greece and Rome, he avidly absorbed the tales of the grandeur and power of his house. Wandering through the magnificent apartments, studying the executions and the frescoes that told the story of his noble ancestor's noble deeds, he became impregnated with the pride of birth that was one of the characteristics of his family. Proud though he was of his great name, he was in other respects humble and dutiful, and the charming letters he wrote to his father breathed the spirit of natural filial piety, 
as well as intense love of God. He generally addressed them, Comiti Gilberto Warhomeo Patre Suavissimo, telling him in a very sprightly and graphic way his own sayings and doings, as well as those of his friends and tutors. From the perusal we glean many interesting details relative to his daily life, and we can picture him as a gentle, studious lad, somewhat reserved, perhaps, and too fond of the solitude, but nevertheless very affectionate and docile. End of chapter 1